Crafting Robots. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my story today is animal news. This is from ScienceAlert.com. And the headline is, A billion dollar biotech company plans to bring the dodo back to life. Ooh. I don't know why I'm doing because the, the ooh ghost revi- music. <laughs> yeah, they're not reviving a dead one. They're <laughs> yeah, they're re- <laughs> I know. Zombie dodo. Zombie dodo birds. Zombie dodo. <laughs> so, billion dollar startup Colossal Biosciences claims it has come one step closer to reviving the dodo, a flightless bird that has been extinct since the 17th century. And for some reason is like the main example of any time anyone talks about extinct animals, it's like the dodo bird. Even though so many have gone extinct. Right. Like the rock pigeon. Oh, what is that? See, I don't even know these things. It's a bird that went extinct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the plan is only possible now that the Dallas-based company has decrypted the dodo's entire genome, they say. It's weird that it was encrypted before. I know, right? Who encrypted <laughs> it? Who did Who that? Did that? <laughs> you, someone has to actually do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they sent out a press release that they had, de- they're using the word decrypted, yeah. the entire genome. They, they've sequenced the entire genome. Yeah, probably I think a better that's, word that's the use. better word for it. Yeah. This bird is the latest in the collection of long-gone animals that scientists want to bring back to life. Apparently, according to this article, <laughs> oh. uh, the startup has previously said it plans to recreate the Tasmanian wolf and the woolly mammoth. Okay. There's still a lot to be done before these birds can be brought back, though. Scientists can't recreate life from scratch, so they will have to figure out a way to put the dodo-specific genes into the embryo of a living animal. That in itself is no small task. Um, the next step for them is comparing the genetic information that they now have to the genes of closely related birds, such as the Nicobar pigeon and the Rodriguez solitaire. Don't know what those I've are. I've never heard of either of those. <laughs> um, actually, wait. No, it says with that, that second one apparently is also extinct. So how do they have the DNA? I don't know. Also, um, what good does it do us to compare them if we can't? Like, <laughs> it's like, well, we're not going to use that one. <laughs> Yeah, to bring I don't. This back. I don't know, but they're yeah they're trying to just figure out like what species can they merge it with to then have one actually be created for Seems real. Seems like a an ostrich or like a cassowary wouldn't be too far off. Yeah, except Large, those are so a lot birds. taller, right? So aren't dodos, dodos are like, pretty big? Are are they? Oh. I always thought they were like small. I thought they were like chicken sized for some reason. Oh, I thought they were like human sized. Oh, like huge. Like giant birds. I thought they were. Whoa, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, they're extinct. So if like, they're chicken size, then use a chicken. And it's right there. <laughs> we figured it out, we scientists. We solved it. You're welcome. If, it, if, if, it's a, if you want it to be chicken size, just use a chicken. If you want it to be like an ostrich, use, use an, an ostrich. ostrich. And if you want it to be real mean, use a cassowary. Yeah. And be able to kick people to death. Those things are scary. They are kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. Aren't peacocks also really mean? Yeah, but they can't kick somebody to death. That's true. <laughs> so, 
The plan, uh, according to this company, would be to reintroduce these birds into the environment where they lived before they were wiped out. Um, but it would be it would be like some type of hybrid. Like it wouldn't be like a hundred percent pure, like what they're saying. But they want to like reintroduce them into the wild. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like wherever they lived before is definitely different now than it was then. For starters. Though I guess they did exist until the 17th century, they said, right? Yeah. So maybe it's not that different. I don't um, know. I don't know if we need these. <laughs> so literally the next section in the in the article was like comments about like ethical questions about this project and also uh-huh. like um just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do that thing. And I was reading this, and I was just like, Jurassic Park! Yeah. Because uh, that's the, literally the iconic line from that. I know you still haven't seen that movie, but... Um, <laughs> I get the... You, at, at I think you point, know that I reference. I think I know, like, every part of the movie without having actually seen the thing as a whole. Yeah. Well, also, there's, like, that iconic part that's, like... Yeah. They, they, never, just, they never stopped asking if they should. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking reading this, so... If, um, you, if you reintroduce... An extinct species. Is it invasive now? That's a good question. Hmm. I think it is. I think it is too, because I feel like it could disrupt the local ecosystem. It could. We don't know. Because the ecosystem is probably adapted to it not being there. The 17th century was a while ago. Now. Yeah. At least a (laughs) hundred (laughs) years. That was like that was like that was over hundred years ago. Fifty yes. to sixty yes, years. Yes, it was. Ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, there was a final note in here that this company like claims that they're not like this isn't their their only goal is not to just like bring back extinct animals. Like they're trying to like part of the reason they're doing this is to bring awareness to the problems that cause animals to become extinct in the first place. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Okay, but is this how we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't there other ways you could do that, though? The person is know. just, like, running away from a re- like a resurrected woolly mammoth going, now I realize what I've been doing wrong. I should cut up my plastic rings. Yeah, like, <laughs> my plastic isn't soda Isn't that rings. person in peril? Aren't they going to want the woolly mammoths to go away? <laughs> yeah, it's kind isn't of, that the opposite? Kind of, yeah, it's like, I wish these were extinct again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That, no, our mam- mammoths aren't like, they weren't like, I mean, they were the same as like a kind of elephants, right? Like they kind of yeah. I would. I don't think they existed. Were, they weren't like to our knowledge. I don't know if they were particularly aggressive, like aggressive towards people. They were probably right? dangerous just by the fact that they were very large. Yeah, probably. So if you like scared one, it would probably be pretty yeah. dangerous. Tasmanian tiger. I don't know. Yeah, those I I don't know either. Like they're kind of like small, like a wild dog of sorts, if I remember right. They're like but yeah, like still. Seems like it could be potentially dangerous. Dodo, I don't know if I'd be worried about as much. No, I wouldn't be worried about it. Well, now that you said it's like as big as like a cassowary, a cassowary yeah. slash ostrich. But see, I'm now like, I'm not oh. sure. Now I'm wondering now I'm if I'm misremembering. Because if they're know. like a little chicken, then they get aggressive. You just kick them away. <laughs> I mean, I've probably just seen just drawings of them with no context. Yeah, no context for what their so size like, is. And they do yeah. look kind of like a chicken-like shape to them. So yeah. I can see that. But no, I think I think they're big. I can look it up later. Yeah. I, I believe I believe you. I probably wrong. I, it didn't say anything about their size in here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My story this week is science news. 
This is from newatlas.com. Better than old Atlas, I guess. Never heard of this one. Uh, so the headline is, quote unquote, robot made of shape-shifting matter liquefies to escape jail. That sounds weird. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be imprisoned. It just they used they made like a little prison cell for it, oh. and then they it, it was able to escape it intentionally. They wanted but, it to be okay. able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the disclaimers, right? Because it kind of sounds like they made a robot and it got away. <laughs> yeah, um, and it can liquefy like the Terminator too. Okay. Yes, no, that's Great. actually yeah. That, they make that. They make that reference several times throughout okay. this article. Okay. I, I think I cut them all out, but yeah, that's all. <laughs> um, so researchers have created a new class of robots that can shift between solid and liquid forms on demand. Um, so in a series of tests, these new bots could move and change shape to run obstacle courses, carry objects, and even escape from a miniature jail cell. Wow. Um, so yeah, the, the video that I saw, which it's honestly like in video form, it's not as, I think impressive as it sounds, but basically they made like a little solid Lego man out of this material uh, and then had it melt. It went through the jail parcels and then like re-solidified, not into the Lego man shape. They had to like remold it to get it into that shape. Oh, but like it became solid again after it was liquid. Like it just, that's still cool. into a glob. It's yeah, it's still definitely neat. Um, huh. So they said, I don't know if this is necessary to make the distinction between, but they said robots usually come in two varieties. There are, tr- there are traditional, there are the traditional ones that are hard and strong, but not particularly flexible. And then there are soft ones, which are more flexible, but not as strong. I sure. okay. um, don't really <laughs> think about soft robots that often. Uh, for the uh, new study, researchers at Carnegie Mellon and the Chinese University of Hong Kong developed a new type of robot that combines the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, the these new robot robots. Robots, yes. <laughs> these new robots are uh, made of what the team calls uh, magnetoactive phase transitional matter. Wow, which just means stuff that can switch between liquid and solid forms through exposure to magnetic fields. Uh, and they said the key ingredient is gallium, which is a metal that has a very low melting point of just under thirty degrees Celsius or eighty six degrees Fahrenheit, uh, with magnetic particles embedded in it. Um, so because their melting point is 86 degrees Fahrenheit, they are solid at room temperature, assuming the room isn't super warm. Uh, and then as soon as they're exposed to an alternating magnetic field, uh, they can move because of the embedded magnetic particles and a more focused magnetic field will heat up the particles to melt the robot into its liquid form. And then when it cools back down, it hardens back into a solid just by virtue of its melting point. Um, but yeah, they mentioned that in one of the videos the this humanoid robot is in a little jail cell and to bust out it melts into a liquid oozes between the bars like the terminator and then <laughs> re-solidifies on the other side uh and yeah like they also pointed out at the end of the video it takes on its human form again but they had to manually do that it doesn't just they don't have the ability to now, reform i would have been it. really impressed that if would it have been reformed really itself. cool yeah. yeah. No, it just became a solid blob instead of a liquid okay. blob. Still cool. Yeah. Still cool. Still a neat a neat advance. Um they're also able to use it to like navigate an obstacle course by like running along the ground, jumping over things, uh climbing walls and pushing objects around. It can even split in half and have each piece like go do its own thing and then like reform later, which is kind of neat. 
So you could oh. like send one of these into a place and then have it split up if it needed to, whatever Whoa. job it was going to do. Um, and they pointed out this is all just proof of concept work so far, but it's an interesting idea. And it's one that could open up new applications with further investigation if they can yeah. maybe have more control over what it resolidifies into instead of just like being different shapes of blob. But it's pretty cool. Huh. And also, you know, if you've seen Terminator, a little terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I can't help thinking about that. Um, I'm trying to make my mind go to like what is a what's an actual like use for this. I think one example that they had given was like the robot like went into a circuit and was able to move parts of the circuit around and then like form itself almost into a wire. Like it's like using itself oh. as soldering essentially. Like oh. when it resolidifies, it turns into that. Like that'd be kind of cool if it could do like that is cool. remote controlled repairs on like difficult to reach components. Yeah. Um, I don't know how practical it would be if it melts at 86 degrees Fahrenheit, but still <laughs> <laughs> for circuitry for, yeah, for circuitry, it'd have to be pretty limited applications there. But the idea at least is, is interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Zombie dodo. Ready, set, go! All right, I have something from delish.com. My favorite force of... <laughs> my favorite source of food news. <laughs> the headline is, This new Bailey's flavor is like a boozy shamrock shake. <gasps> I know! Oh, I know! That just reminded me of Shamrock Shakes too, which is which are coming up. It's now, way early. It's really early, but it's also we're just one it's month. Clo- we're like one month away. Yeah, ish. It's a lot closer than we were. It's a lot closer. A month ago. <laughs> exactly. Some would say a there. month closer. <laughs> oh man! If you uh, haven't been listening to us for a long time, you might not know this, but uh, we like Shamrock Shakes here yes. on Nick News. Yes. So um, apparently Bailey's has dropped a new flavor of their liqueur. It's called Vanilla Mint Shake. Okay. Well, that's just and, because they couldn't call it Shamrock Shake because right. that's exactly what that that's is. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, yeah, and I'm just like looking at the article right now, and that's basically what it, – it's just it's, – it's Shamrock Shake Bailey's. Yeah. It has um I don't know what else you could possibly need to say about that. Here's what the Bailey's website says. A delicious Irish twist to a classic dessert yum. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. flavors of vanilla, mint, and a hint of chocolate blended with our Irish cream for a sweet treat, perfect for celebrating with friends. Enjoy over ice cream in a shot or drizzled in a milkshake. I want to try this so badly. I know me too. I'm like, I want to like drink out of the bottle. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Next episode, let's each just get a bottle and just chug it live. And just be ch- chugging it while we're recording. This is what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a shamrock It's like shake. clearly yeah. shamrock shake Bailey. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Come on, McDonald's. Partner with them. I hope that we can get this in our area. Like, it doesn't say that there's any. It's not like a weird like, thing where it's like, we're only making 500 bottles. Yeah. We have to eat a. Pizza at Pizza Hut to get one or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, what I, the requirements I know. Be. There's always like those things. It's like, oh, this is cool. And then it's like, it's only available in New York City from this one location. <laughs> it's available in four on this counties day. of it's Louisiana. Like, okay. <laughs> um, and it was only available yesterday. You missed it. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> no, this actually, like, it does say it's a limited edition type of Bailey's, but I bet that just means like they're going to do it around this time of year or sell it sure, probably yeah. or something. But like, no, I think it's actually just like a widely available thing. Gonna... I mean, like the shamrock shake, I'm fine to think some things are seasonal because I shouldn't yeah. be having them year round. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So I'm excited. Yay. Yay. All right. I found this on CNN and the headline is Michigan six year old orders $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub. Did you hear about this child? <laughs> Um, and the menace they are. <laughs> I may have seen the headline, but I know no details about this. Okay. I don't understand how one can order a thousand dollars worth of food. On well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, so six year old Mason Stonehouse was playing on his dad's phone before bedtime and spent about $1,000 on Grubhub orders. Uh, the food started coming to the family's home near Detroit around 9 PM on Saturday night. And it just kept coming. Uh, the dad was quoted as saying, uh, I said, what is going, what is going on? Why are you bringing me food <laughs> <laughs> to like the drivers? And, yeah. uh, it finally clicked with him that he had let his son use the phone earlier that night. Um, and apparently his son was just going crazy with the grub app. Uh, he ordered, <laughs> this is their editorializing, but they said he ordered basically every food that ever existed, uh, including shrimp, salads, shawarma, what? chicken, pita wraps, Sandwiches, chili cheese fries, and multiple orders of ice cream. <laughs> so much food was ordered um, that the the dad's bank sent him a fraud alert, alert uh, declining a $400 order of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the only one that got flagged, apparently. Even oh. though there were like $100 of like some of the, of like chili cheese fries or something. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> they were like, he's like maxing out the number. It's like chili yeah. cheese fries. 20 plus, 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 plus. <laughs> yeah his father tried calling the restaurants to stop the orders once he figured out what had happened but they told him to contact grubhub uh so they just i think they just kind of got all the food um they said they mm. shared it with neighbors and like kept some of it as leftovers like so they at least right. made use of it um so the dad said in an interview uh, while all the food was being delivered and I figured out what was happening, I went to talk to Mason about what he did. I was trying to explain to him that this wasn't good, and he put his hands up and stops me and says, Dad, did the pepperoni pizzas come yet? <laughs> <laughs> he says, this kid. I-, I had to walk out of the room. I didn't know if I should get mad or laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, but I hear what you're saying, Dad, but is the is the pizza here? Is the pizza, Yeah. So this was this was bad. This is bad. Whatever. Is the pizza coming? Yeah. I ordered four hundred dollars worth of pizza, so I'm I want it. Yeah. Um Yeah, apparently they like tried to use this as like a learning opportunity by like showing him like they took his piggy bank, they're like, so we're gonna take this is like a coin for the pizza, a coin for the shrimp, and like the kid kind of like got it once he realized like, oh, this costs oh. money. Well that's good. Yeah. Um and they said uh it's they gonna sound be like nice parents. It's gonna be some time before he gets his phone privileges back. Though, yeah, probably. Which I think uh, is fair. Yeah. That's oh, that's fair. Oh, and Grubhub also like reached out to them and offered them a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub gift cards. So kind of like oh. recoup the cost through through that. Though that's that still nice. that's a lot of money to 
eventually spend on Grubhub, but I guess it's actually not that hard because it's so expensive. If you use it like all the time, mm-hmm. it racks up very quickly. Yes, it yeah. does. So, but um, so yeah, that is. Funny. It all worked out in the end, but I just thought that was <laughs> <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> Just like a kid on Grubhub, like that was good. Just repeatedly oh, figuring pizza? out how to order. Yeah, yeah. Well, four hundred dollars a pizza. Yeah. Oh, ice cream. I can get ice cream I can get from ice here. Cream? Yes. I'm gonna get it from everywhere. I'm gonna get yes. ice cream from this place and this. Yeah. Yep. Just like a kid's dream. A kid's dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to wish that I could just like have like a giant tub of ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. And this would have been how you would do it. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Back in my day, we didn't have Grubhub. <laughs> the only food you could get delivered was pizza. Kind of. Yeah. There really wasn't a lot kind of options. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Delivery. Really Even like wasn't. Jimmy John's wasn't really a thing. Yeah. When we were kids, like. Not until, like, I don't know when they started being a thing. But. Honestly, like, even, like, high school, college was, like, when that really first started being a thing. I think. Yeah, it was just pizza. Yeah, and Jimmy John's, eventually. Yeah. And then it was more things. And then it was everything. <laughs> now, now, yeah, yeah. Then it was everything. now it's everything. Now it's everything. Now it's everything. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.